Hello, and welcome to Stories of Strangeness, episode 34. I'm Mike, and this is Zoe. Hello. I just thought I'd try and make it a bit more dramatic. You, you did. Know. It was, I was, I was very dramatified. Dramatified, in yes. fact, yes. <laughs> yes, that is a word that definitely exists. Yes. Yes. Hello. <laughs> it's episode 34. I think we've... Yeah, we've covered that, haven't we? Yep. And it's a Zoe episode. It is. Wondermost. How about you do the thing? Okay. Great. This episode is called The Rise of the Cat. Oh, I thought it was going to be Skywalker. <laughs> no, that's already been done. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We could talk about that, but it's a kind of different episode, I feel. It is, yeah. So... I may have been called a crazy cat lady a few times in my life. This week? Yes. But I'm okay with that. You may have heard once or twice our cat Mim. She likes to chat to us while we're trying to record and I'm sure at some point this evening she will wander in and tell us that it's dark outside and you probably saw a bug. We joke that we didn't domesticate cats. They chose us as their slaves. And I got to wondering how close to the truth that actually was. Mm. Many assume that it was the ancient Egyptians that were the first to domesticate cats, and they have been worshipping them since around 3100 BC. But cats first became domesticated in the Near East in around 7500 BC. Whoa. Yeah. So we're talking Neolithic time times. Yeah. So there is evidence on Cyprus that the Neolithic inhabitants actually took cats and other animals with them when they moved from the mainland to the island. A gravesite was found containing human remains buried with tools, iron ore and some seashells. A short distance away, lined up with the human grave, was that of a cat. Cats are not native to Cyprus so it's assumed that the African wildcats were attracted to settlements due to the abundance of mice, and this, it seems, was the start of a beautiful friendship. The Neolithic farmers saw the benefit of these feline interlopers and allowed them to stay, and the rest we know is history. When cats became popular in Egypt, it wasn't done by halves. Not only did they hold them in high regard for their usefulness, but we know they worshipped them as gods. Several ancient Egyptian gods and goddesses have feline features, whether it be skin, head, or the ability to change into them. Now, this is where my pronunciation is going to be, I'm sure, spot on. Mafdet is one of the earliest deities. She's a goddess, often depicted with the skin of a cheetah. She protected against snakes and scorpions... She was associated with the protection of sacred places, including the king's chamber. In her animal form, it is said that she would rip out the hearts of wrongdoers and deliver them to her pharaoh, much like our present-day protectors. Except, I don't think the mice are really doing that much wrong, apart from being mice, you know? Or frogs. We, we might never know. Or spiders. Maybe mice or are dicks. a sausage. I'm a sure sausage. that sausage was yeah. an absolute wrongdoer, and that's why it was delivered to us. Yeah. Anyway, next, Bast, the goddess of protection, cats, perfume, fertility, music, arts, 
children and warfare. Interesting mix. She's depicted as a lioness and she basically took the place of Mafdet later on. Followers of Bast would mummify their cats and mourn them as if they were one of the family. Here's another one. Sekhmet, another lioness, a protector of the pharaohs and a leader in times of war. Her protection went beyond the life lived and she would take her charge into the afterlife. As time progressed, Bast and Sekhmet were actually seen to be two aspects of the same goddess, Bast being the more gentle protective side and Sekhmet being the side that was said to breathe fire like the hot winds of the desert. She could also cause and protect against plagues, which were called her servants. At one point, she almost destroyed all of humanity, but was tricked into drinking too much beer. They had dyed it red and she thought it was blood, and she got so drunk that she left off the destruction and returned to Ra. Egyptians believed that cats were magical creatures, and to house one brought good luck. If you could afford to, you should dress them in jewels and feed them treats fit for royalty. So special were cats believed to be, that if you ever killed one, even by accident, you were sentenced to death. And the owners would go into mourning. They would shave off their eyebrows, and they would mourn until the eyebrows grew back. That may seem a little extreme to us these days, but in a world where rodents getting into a grain store could mean the difference between having food and not having food, the job of a cat was invaluable. In Greece, evidence shows that domestic cats appeared in around 1200 BC, and through traders they spread around southern Europe, although it seems the Greeks actually preferred weasels as pets as they were thought to be better rodent killers. When the Roman Empire ended in the 5th century, cats had arrived in Britain. These were the lineage that went back to the African wildcats domesticated by the Egyptians. When the Vikings visited Britain, it is said that they also took advantage of this almost symbiotic relationship that had developed with cats. Having a ship's cat to control the rodent problem was beneficial, but it's also been suggested that they bred them for fur, as mass pits of cat bones have been found. The popularity of cats and their usefulness spread, and it was common for farmers to have several rat catchers, for ships to have a ship's cat, and for people to simply keep cats as companions. There are points in history, though, that cats, and even more so their owners, have been unpopular. In the 1300s, there was a massacre of cats in Europe because of their links to witchcraft, and some think that this decrease in cats allowed the rat population to flourish, and so played a major part in the devastation of the bubonic plague. During the witch hunts in the mid-17th century, many women, whose only crime was to live alone with a cat, were accused of being witches. And I am intending to cover the witch hunts in a future episode, but for today, I shall just tell you this. Christianity was taking hold of England in a very big way, and any links to the old ways, to the pagan beliefs, had to be snuffed out. Those women, the village wise woman or the herbalist curing ailments with herbal remedies, were considered to be witches, and to make their magics bad, they were accused of many things. But it was most important that they were seen to have made a pact with the devil. This is where the cats fit into the story. Cats were considered the perfect size for a witch's familiar, 
a supernatural beast that assisted a witch in their practices of magic. So if you had one, bad luck. And that's one of the reasons that black cats crossing your path is supposed to be unlucky. But we don't follow that train of thought here. We quite like them. By the time the Victorian era was in full swing, the average person regarded the many cats in the street as rat catchers and little else. But one man was not afraid to show his love of our feline friends. In 1871, Harrison Weir organised England's first cat show at Crystal Palace. The show actually worked and public opinion of cats was swayed slowly and set us onto the path of where we are today. It is estimated that as of this year, 2021, there are around 220 million pet cats and some 480 million stray cats in the world. And just for your information, a group of cats is called a glaring Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairieland Paranormal Podcast. If you're looking for a show that explores all things paranormal, with dramatic storytelling, historical research, relevant science, and witness accounts, check out our show online at www.prairielandparanormalpodcast.com or through your favorite podcast player. So then, my love. Is there anything that surprised you about cats? Um, well, I'd heard of Sekhmet and Bast. I don't think I knew that Sekhmet was a cat goddess, but I knew that Bast was. Yeah, she's like the major, most well-known cat goddess. And there were others as well. Yeah. But those were like the three kind of biggest and most well-known. So yeah, 9,000 years-ish. Yeah. Cats just came along and went, you've, you've got rats, We'll have those, thanks. Yeah. Do you, are you not going to eat that? Is that not? No? Okay. Well, yeah, if you... And the farmers kind of went, what? Well, hold on, you're... That's you're handy. Oh, okay. Hmm. Look at that. So when we do joke about they saw us and went, oh, hold on, they're, they're useful. Yeah. It literally is that way. We didn't go, oh, hold on, these cats can catch the mice for us. No, it was that all. cats noticed that rodents congregated near humans because of the because of- food. Us. And grain storage and all the rest of it. And yeah, came out of the wilds and went, hang on, there's a living to be made here. Exactly. And I think it, it really, it kind of echoes the whole cat dog kind of personality. Yeah. Where you've got, we basically domesticated dogs for our use because yeah. we went, oh, hold on, we can use those. And then they went, oh, yes, please do. Um, well, no, I'm not sure it happened like that no, initially. No, not, not quite. There's wolves still, you know, quite feral and wild, but yeah. Yeah, but... We eventually domesticated them, and, and now we've got things like pugs, which are just <laughs> ridiculous things, <laughs> which we have bred to absolute... Yeah, yeah, I'm so not... I'm so against breeding of dogs to make them look like that because they can't breathe properly. But they come you can out say the same for cats. We don't... Mm, we do. There are many breeds yeah. of cats. And, and some horses of them, and cows and yeah. pigs and everything It's else basically what we do. With. We change things to our own benefit. Yeah. We, so. and it makes me laugh when people go, oh, I'm not eating any GMO crops. It's like, yeah. 
most of the crops we have have technically been genetically engineered. And But they'll sit and they'll eat bacon that's been injected with all kinds of crap to make the pig retain water yeah. so they can get more money per pound of meat. So here's but an interesting okay. thing I found out recently about selective breeding. Yeah. So Is it like selective memory? I don't remember. Basically... There are about five or six different vegetables, many of which we eat on a regular basis, yeah. that all come from one plant originally. So broccoli, right. romaine. Yeah. Cauliflower? I, yeah, Maybe. I think it might be cauliflower. I'm going to see if I can find it because it's the sort of thing that oh, I would have saved. Sorry, I've just got to do my... Do your thing. I'm... Um, a little bit annoyed that the one time during recording that it would be okay for Mim to come along and shout at us and go, hey, look, I'm a cat. She's pissed she's off. off. She's yeah. gone. Normally she's like, oh, mummy, can I come on your lap? Oh, mummy, I saw a bug. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, now we've got to cut that whole section out. Yeah. No, she's gone out for the night. That's interesting, though, because I've got images here of things like wild watermelon compared to modern watermelons and wild bananas compared yeah. to modern bananas and they don't look an awful lot alike wild bananas have loads of seeds in them and obviously yes because they're a berry bread to not have it is weird though yeah. cause a fruit without seeds in it is pointless it is yeah bom, 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 bom. yes i found it okay so we've got broccoli mm-hmm. cauliflower yeah Kohlrabi, okay. kale, yep. cabbage, yep. and Brussels sprouts. Which are small, angry cabbages. Essentially, yes. Yeah. And they are all the same plant. And they are the wild mustard plant. All of those have been bred from wild mustard. Wow. How nuts is that? That is quite crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, all, all completely the same plant. And we've selectively bred them. To produce different things. So, yeah, I I have real issues with the selective breeding of animals for certain... Certainly for supposedly aesthetic means. Yeah. So you've got those cats where they've got really short legs and they look like, like the little wiener rag, dog cats. The rag doll cats yeah. where they just, they're all really, really floppy. And, 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 and the kind of, the Persian ones that have got the really oh, the flat faces, noses. which are basically like feline pugs. And they struggle to breathe and stuff like that. And they've got deformed skulls. And it's just, yeah, yeah. no, I don't agree with it at all. I think it's, for, especially because it's 99% of the time it's done for shows. Yeah. It's done to, to win best of breed and so, whatever. And no. One thing I did read up about Harrison Weir, he he actually set up, um, he set up like a, a cat appreciation society so that people could regularly attend these shows right because there were people who had their pets yeah and took great pride in them but what he found is after a couple of years he was sick to death of them because everyone was so stuck up and precocious and yeah. and so many other words that just mean that it was yeah they ruined it basically yeah. being yeah. so snobby and so he took a step back but the group continued yeah, um, and went on, kind of gained a life of its own. Exactly, sort of thing. Yeah. and and it was that I think was almost a found, I don't know, a, a building block towards the massive breeding program that we saw with cats. Yeah, because it was like, oh, everyone wanted something a little bit special, something a little bit different, something yeah. 
you know, a bit bigger or a bit smaller. Oh, I've got something that nobody else has got, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Because actually, they also said that most animals, when they are domesticated, they mm. become smaller, Yeah. generally. And cats were the only ones that actually became bigger. bigger. Huh. And they thought, well, actually, it's probably because, although they're hunters, they're also scavengers. Right. And just having an abundant, sorry, I'm just now watching Mim catching something else right outside the door. I think it might be a daddy long leg, so she can just go for that. Yep, it's in. You've missed it. You're not doing your job as a protector. She did protect us from a very large spider the other night. Its body was outside the door in the morning. She had obviously <laughs> smooshed it. Sorry, where was I? I've completely lost my train of thought because now there is a daddy long legs I flying don't around. Know. <laughs> so, uh, cats got larger. Yes, yeah, so cats got larger, and it was thought that it was actually because there was just such an abundance of mice, rats, and, and rodents around humans. Because at that point, way back when, mm. we didn't have proper food storage, we didn't have yeah. plumbing. So, you know, everything was just there ready for the taking and rodents being scavengers, they were having a field day. Yeah. And the cats came along and went, it's an eat-all-you-can buffet. And now we're having a field day, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it was interesting that you said that the cats got killed along with lots of women who were thought to be witches. Yeah. And then there was a dearth of cats and therefore the rat population boomed and it led to the bubonic plague and it's just like... And it's wondering, would it uh, have been quite so, like widespread and prevalent would it have been quite so bad yeah if, if there'd, the, been, more if there'd been more around. cats to get rid yeah. of the rats that were carrying it yeah possibly not no so the, the two kind of big things that came out of a lot of the things i was reading is that actually without cats we don't know if we would have been such successful farmers yeah because they did such a good job of keeping pests away, pests thing, away. Yeah. It was very much a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And maybe if we hadn't have killed so many cats. Yeah. But it was different to the, the witch hunts in, in England. The one in Europe, like widespread in Europe, was before, a couple a couple of hundred years before almost. Yeah. It was just like, oh, cats are, are bad. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. Whereas the, the actual witch hunt in England, that was just one of the things they added to it. Right. You know, as an extra, oh, yes. Let's see if I don't want to get onto the witch hunts because, because I want you're to do cover it, yeah. thing. But one thing that they did bring up is the 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 cat or the the familiar would would feed from the witch from a witch's teat. Yeah, which is like a, an extra teat or just a spot. Yeah, but you see now sometimes those spots were invisible. So what they had to do is they had to use what do they call it? It was something ridiculous like a witch's prick. Yeah to poke the witch to see if they could reveal these spots. Invisible and I'm like, spots. excuse me, Abs. but if you stab me with yeah. something, of course there's going to be a spot there because you've just stabbed me. And they're like, oh, but well, that's where the, the, the familiar would feed from the, yeah. the witch's teat because they're like the devil's spawn and you've made a pact with the devil well, to was, get your it magic. It was like the ducking stools as well. It was like if you floated, you were a witch. And if you drowned, you weren't. But basically, in either case, you died. Yeah, because if you floated, they, they hung chance. you or they yeah. burnt you at the stake. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. There is literally nothing worse in this world than a human being that believes just leave they're it fighting for a good cause. <laughs> you literally could just leave it there. There's nothing worse yeah. in this world than a human being. But yeah, but um, a human being that believes they're fighting for a good cause and will do anything to defend that cause. Yeah. It's like, 
yeah, like you said, like, you know, sometimes if, if you didn't have a third nipple, oh, well, then it's because it's, yours it's invisible. is invisible. It's like, oh, well, you just, you What about know. yours? How many have you got then? Yeah. You just can't win with people like that. It's insane. No, they'll always find a way. Yeah. But there was a lot of political manoeuvring there as well, which again, I'll go into. But anyway, back to the cats. Yeah. So yes, these days, a lot of cats, cats yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. an abundance of cats. Most popular Plethora. pet on the planet. Most popular? Pet on the planet. More than dogs? Yeah. That because, surprises me. Because although I think a higher percentage of people have dogs, people with cats tend to have more than one. Well, yeah, but a, a lot of people with dogs have more than one. I mean, we literally know someone with two dogs. Yes, but... Who's listening to this. Hello. Hi. But we had two cats. We've yeah. got one cat. My parents have got three cats, possibly four. It depends if another one's adopted them. Yeah, you they know. just seem to accumulate cats. I know. It's it's really funny. So, you know, here's an example. My parents, I don't think have had any less than two cats for the past 20 years, but they haven't actually physically gone out and got a new cat since I was 11 which was about 30-something years ago. Every cat they've had since that cat 30 years ago has, just has turned literally up. turned up on the doorstep and said, I'm going to live here. Yeah. And my mum has gone, okay, I shall feed you. And my dad <laughs> has said, That's probably why. There's, there's okay, some kind of feline network going, This is it. How are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm a bit down on my luck. I there's, know where uh, you There's can a go. woman. Yeah. Because we basically, we watched the 101 Dalmatians, the animation the other day, and there's the... Um, Twilight Bark that they do to get the message around London about the puppies being stolen. And I was like, there must be something like that for cats and that's what they use. There's a woman. There's a woman. Yeah. If you need food, she's got food. Didn't Billy Idol sing about that? Oh, come on. In the midnight, yow. I want more, more, more. I think the cats do sing that. I think that should be their anthem. That's that's, that's probably what it is, yeah. Yes. With a rebel yell. And I think, but I yeah. think that's like over dogs. I think that's why a lot of people like cats is that they do have that amount of independence where you can just go, yeah, bugger off, and you don't have to pick up the shit. Huge well, thing for me. Actually, you do. Well, not to- as much. Generally, I mean, it's like you know, our cat generally goes outside, and at some point, if you dig around in our garden, you're going to find about a metric ton of cat shit. But I don't know where it goes. So, but yeah, my my theory about cat people and dog people is that dog people tend to be quite needy oh i know this is going to be this is going to piss some people off i understand this is just a theory but the reason i think that is because dogs are i would say dogs might be the only creature on the planet that can love unconditionally, unconditionally yes because i'm not sure humans can no. I think maybe one or two here and there. I think to a certain age but they do. Usually there's, like, yeah. Then they become jaded. some kind of, <laughs> you know, what am I getting out of this kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, dogs just love people unconditionally. Everybody. They love everybody. So if you like dogs, it's because you maybe need a little bit of love in your life. But I love dogs, but I just can't, I can't take on that amount of responsibility with all the other responsibilities that I have. I would love yeah. to have a dog. Yeah. But. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't mind. I'm just. I I really don't like the idea of picking up dog shit. I've. We had a dog when I was growing up, and 
we lived in a first floor flat above a mechanical yeah. mechanic's See, garage, a bit, and the dog used to have to go out and shit on the flat roof above the garage. And of course, then it was my job to go out on the flat roof and pick it all up, and it wasn't fun. See, we grew up in the middle of nowhere on a farm. Yeah. So we'd just take the dog for walks on the farmland and he'd run off into the woods. Brush. Into the bushes. Yeah, which is great. But if you have a dog in a town, you have to wander around with either a bag or a pooper scooper and all the rest of it. Yeah. So anyway, dogs love people unconditionally. So, you know, that's nice and easy. You buy a dog, you know what you're getting, and it's unconditional love. You buy a cat. That cat might hate you. There's a good chance that cat is not going to want to be picked up or petted or whatever. So if you've got a cat that loves you, you've earned that love. Exactly. And that's why I prefer And they could still turn around and And, swipe your face off (laughs) even though they love you. Yeah. It's, It's taken me about... 12 years to get Mim to actually like me. That's only because I stopped feeding her for a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> I was but like, no. But basically, go and see dad. she didn't take to me at all at first. Well, to be fair, no, she did when mm. we didn't live together. Yeah. When we didn't live together and you were staying over, she was like, I'll tolerate you on my side of the bed, but that's as far as it goes. But like, yeah. generally round the house, she was fine. And honestly, they recognised mm, your- She had a few swipes at me here and there though. But they recognised your car. And they would run from wherever they were in the house and they'd run down to the little downstairs loo and they'd stand on the the back of the toilet and look out of the window in their little faces waiting for you to come in. So they'd recognise you. But But now Mim meets me at the door when I come home from work quite She doesn't meet me anymore. No. Like, she didn't even wake up when I came in earlier. She's become a complete daddy's girl now. She's very much a daddy's girl. Yeah. Generally sits on my lap in the evenings. But if she wants to go out at three o'clock in the morning... She comes to mum because she knows daddy won't wake up. <laughs> daddy, daddy is too deep a sleeper for that stuff. But yeah, so it's taken a long time, but I finally got our cat to absolutely adore me. But still saying that, there are times when she'll have a pop at me. Yeah, because, but then as much as you, you know, love anybody, you know, you'll yeah. have a pop at them when you're but not But I kind of respect her for that. You know, it's like... It's boundaries. Yeah. She's setting her boundaries. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and and she knows what she will and won't tolerate. But the thing is with cats is they generally go from naught to 100 straight away. Like a dog might growl or, you know, show some sign of, of being perturbed like in their body language. Whereas a cat can literally be sitting there and you can be stroking it. And then you literally just stroke that half inch too far down its back or too far around its side and it's claws and teeth. Claws and teeth and fiery breath like the hot winds of the desert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about you, miss. Wandering through, slinkerpuss. But yeah, no, there was some some interesting stuff in there, definitely. Yeah, the first cat show. I mean, that had to be a ball ache to organise. Could you imagine? Because apparently, like most people kind of didn't like cats. They were just seen as another thing that ran around the streets of London. Yeah. Which I suppose if you're in London and you're not a farmer and you don't really realise the good they're doing by keeping the rodent population down, you'd just be like, it's another animal trying to steal food. I I would have thought at that point, though, people were kind of aware of what they were doing and stuff because they had them on ships to catch mice. And, you know, it was pretty well known that that's what they did. Did she get it? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, she did. She's eating it. 
Mim's eating a daddy long legs. Oh no, she's just playing with it. Of course she is. Has it gone again? Yeah. Oh gosh, she's going to end up on the ceiling. Oh god, the eyes, the eyes. <laughs> what? It wasn't me. I didn't do. Oh. Oh god, oh, it's she's getting London. properly full on now. She's got properly twitchy. She's got a little Ming the Merciless face going on. The little downward whiskers. Anyway, the size of saucers. Yes, I thought it was quite interesting that the Greeks preferred weasels. <laughs> because I thought, like, weasels, although I suppose they can be trained, they have to be trained. They're not going to stay there of their own accord. So you probably have to keep them on, like, a little lead or something. Yeah. Because they generally... I, I guess you could if you spent enough time, but it would take a lot of time. Whereas a cat, you go... It's the same with anything with domesticated, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's I know, like, but... You know... OK, but a cat, you go, here, have some food, and they're like, OK, you give me food, how or... Do you, how do you think you lure a weasel... You, you lure a weasel with food, surely. You're not going well, to yeah. do it with pheromones, are you? Yeah, but then it eats the food and it runs off. Yeah, but the point is, if you keep giving it food and mm. it comes back, it learns that actually you are sharing food and making its life easier, and at no point are you trying to kill it, and eventually the trust forms. I think, to be honest, I just didn't realise that weasels ate rats and mice. Yeah. What do you think they ate? I thought they ate more like bugs. Lettuce. No, like beetles and bugs. Macaroni and, cheese. Yeah. And those Weasels strawberry laces. Macaroni cheese. <laughs> and, st- and strawberry laces. Yeah. And Pop Tarts. Mushroom stroganoff. Complete weasel diet. Just ask girls. But we know everything. To be fair, some of Mim's favourite things are ginger nut biscuits. Yeah. Mince pies. Anything with cinnamon in it. Cinnamon yeah, basically she goes crazy for the whole cinnamon nutmeg, ginger. Yeah. Oh, and olives. Olives, olives make her go a yeah. bit wibbly. Yeah, if you eat an olive and you and you blow, she goes a bit funny. Yeah. I think we discovered that, didn't we? We were eating an olive and it fell on the floor and she went and chased after it and then yeah. just went, whoa. It was almost like catnip It was, her. wasn't it? Was it? Weird. Which, to be fair, I've tried her with catnip and it doesn't work. No. She was just like, that fussed nah. about catnip. You weren't, were you? Do you want to come and say hello to everybody? And she's walking away. <laughs> or is she taking the long way round? I don't know. No, she's just going for a sit down now. You're going to go sleep now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, the Viking thing surprised me. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't surprised that they had them on the ships because no. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but when they said, oh, there's actually... furs. I was like, really? But then I suppose if they, you know, a cat can have a fair few kittens, quite a lot, so they they could produce... And if they are basically domesticated and hanging around, yeah, I don't know if they're the sort of animal that would be because if you you know you're basically caring for them, yeah, you could just keep churning them out and wringing their necks. Yeah, I just think like you know there are bigger animals if you want furs. Surely well, yes, there's other but, animals with. Okay, so I don't want to be too like because it's it's kind of gross, but okay, you've got eight cats. You've got mm. a bit of meat there. It's easy meat. It's easy fur. Or you can go out hunting and spend a who knows how long hunting for one thing mm. when you've already got. They're all just running around, basically popping out babies here, there and everywhere, breeding yeah. like to the point where there's almost as many cats as there are mice. And I suppose, you know, people use things like mink for furs and they're exactly. even smaller again. So, yeah, I suppose that argument doesn't hold much water. Yeah. All right, fair enough. And if people eat quails and quails' eggs and they're minute, yeah, then why not cat? Yeah, true. When it's, you know, abundant. Yeah. 
Yes. I think at one point there was literally just two lines of cats. Does that make the lineage of cats could be like pinpointed to two places? Yeah. One of them being the kind of the African wildcats of the Egyptian area. Yeah. And the other, I'm not actually 100% sure where that one was. Because the wildcats that were found in Cyprus were taken over from Africa. Yeah. But they are kind of native to most places on Earth, obviously excluding polar regions and things like that. Yeah, but even then you've got... Where you've got like... Snow leopards. Yeah. In snowy places. Yeah. The Norwegian forest cats that you get that are really... Yeah, but I don't know how... Fluffy. I I don't know how much... Because I... Because I was reading into domesticated cats. Yeah. Because obviously it's at one point Bengal, the Bengal breed, were basically like two steps down from Bengal tigers. Mm. So they've they've bred. I'm not sure they've bred tigers to get domesticated cats. They've bred, like it's, it's watered down, but that's why they're called Bengals because they come from the Bengal tigers. I'd have to see a source on that. I'm not sure I believe that at all. Because there were, there's another type of wild cat that's bigger than a house cat, but way smaller than a tiger, that has like spots or stripes, and I can't remember what they call them now. But I thought Bengals were bred from them. That's that's something that's interesting about cats is that dogs don't have anywhere near the kind of range of size that cats do. Because you literally you have domesticated cats, yeah. which are all of a rough size. And then you've got lions and tigers and panthers and stuff, which are bloody massive. You have but, got the ones in between, because like cheetahs and, and that are, are slightly smaller yeah, than lions. And then you've smaller, got things but, like ocelots and, and yeah, that. Yeah, so ocelots they, and servals and, and lynx, stuff like that are a little bit similar. And the, but then you've got the, the bigger range of the bigger cats. What's the big fluffy main coons? Yeah. They're on the bigger stage and then you go the from bigger them. bigger stage up. of the domesticated, but they're not as big as anything like an ocelot or a lynx or anything. But I just think it's just weird that you've got these, you know, things that sit on your sofa and then you've got other ones in zoos that are, are bigger than you are. Whereas, you know, the biggest dogs ever get really are, well, I was going to say wolves, but we've bred bigger dogs than that, like Great Danes and stuff. But nothing like on the size or power or scale of a, of a lion or a tiger. Because those things are just enormous. Mm, but then would you argue that, like, wolves... You've got to go up to this, like, because proper wolves are big. A dire wolf is big. Dire wolves were big, yeah. Yeah. But still, again, still not to the same sort of size as a, I don't know, maybe they were. Maybe they were. I don't really know. Right. They've got the generational kind of listing of how, like, Bengals are bred, but it's all like F1 and G2 and this, that and the other. So it's a bit too, bit too much. Yeah. So yes, even if you're not really a cat person, I think we all need to take a moment to appreciate what cats have done for us and, you know, what they continue to do. Yeah. Hairballs. Yeah. Dead mice, frogs. Yeah. yeah. Early morning wake up. Yeah. That sound. Late night zoomies. Oh yeah, that's it. Catching fairies. Yeah. And... The thing they do when they see something they desperately want to kill. Little blips. The little butt wiggle just before they jump, which apparently is them... Their muscles. Priming their muscles and testing their balance. And And the the acacac thing. 
is yeah. apparently them priming their jaw muscles. Their jaw to bite. So it's but not why they make a noise is another reason entirely. I don't know because in theory, just to prime your jaw muscles, you don't need to make a noise. You just move your jaw. But then again, they they meow to communicate with us. Well, yeah, but the the and I don't know if this is true, but the the general consensus is that cats learn to meow to mimic human babies so that they would get attention because cats don't meow to each other. Yeah, exactly. They I mean, only we'll put meow it past to them. humans. So it's a manipulative thing, yeah. which sounds about right. But also I think that you tend to, like you do, when you hang around with something or someone, you do tend to mimic them. Like people pick up on each other's yeah. um, accents and different words that they say. And I know that when... Do you not when, remember when we used to go out to work and we'd come home in the evening and the first thing we'd do is open the door and we'd go, hello, and they would both reply with, wow, mm-hmm. and they would mimic the ca- like the cadence, the yeah. tone of our voice and do the same kind of little shout back. And I swear one time it sounded exactly like hello. Yeah. And it was quite amazing. Yeah, she's, she's done a hello to me fairly recently and our neighbour's cat. He just sits out on the balcony now because he's not generally allowed out anymore. But he sits out on the back balcony just going, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, and it's, oh, bless his little heart. Yeah, we often say hello to and Biff. And we just go out and go, hello, Biffy. Yeah. Hi. And he's like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but, so they do, I think they do pick up on yeah on little bits like that. I expect so. And and they do have different meows for different things. Like you yeah. can tell when she wants to go out. You can tell when she's just being an ass. Yeah. You can tell when she's looking for you because that's a whole different, that yeah. searching meow. I think most pet owners or most cat owners will know yeah. that meow of looking. Yeah. So I remember, like I've mentioned, I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere and we used to often go for really long walks around the farm. Yeah. And we had a cat that again, he'd adopted us. His name was Bagpuss, a really big, fat, ginger tom cat. And he was a roamer mm. until he came to live with us and he decided that he was getting old and he wanted to settle down. And he would come for a walk with us and we'd get about half a mile away from the house, quarter of a mile, half a mile, I don't know. Yeah. And he'd just sit down and, and he would sit there and we would carry on walking and you could hear him go, behind us and we'd walk and we'd get to the point where we were turning round and he'd still be sitting in that same spot and we'd get and he would wait until we were only about say 10 meters away from him and then he would come running to us and then he would walk back home with us but he wouldn't go past his territory that was his that was that was the line that's where it ended if i take one more step mr frodo this will be the furthest from home i've ever been (laughs) exactly (laughs) and it was it was really odd because it was like he would just sit and watch and cry and then he you'd get far far enough away that i think he'd just go i'm gonna stop now and then when we were turning around and coming back it was almost he was like come on hurry up get back here (laughs) and then it was like i haven't seen you in ages it's like you've literally just watched us walk away from you and walk back again he must have been like what are you doing? Yeah. What you're not even like you, walking you, your territory line you, because yeah, you're, you're, not, you're, you're just not going backwards and forwards. Going forward. anywhere for anything. You're not walking yeah. for a purpose. I don't get you guys. It's like you're so weird. Yeah. It's like you're the one that sat in the middle of the road when you knew we were walking down there and coming back because we do it all the time. Yeah. And you just sat there. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're weird creatures. There's no two ways about it. But I'm sure they think we're very odd as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff we, we get up to. But yes. So, do you have any tips for cat owners or potential cat owners? Because I've got a couple. Research. Yeah. And consider if you actually want the responsibility of a pet. Because yeah. actually they can be more awkward than a child. Yeah. I would say don't give your cat milk. It's yeah, not very good no. for them at all. Apparently it could give them depression. Yeah. And cats are obligate carnivores. Dogs can be vegetarian and live a healthy lifestyle. Cats cannot. Cats are obligate carnivores. So if you are vegetarian or vegan, you still have to feed your cat some kind of meat. And some kind of We're meat, both yes. vegan and our cat eats meat. Meat, because they have to. Although, I honestly, our cats are odd with their eating, oh, like what they actually like. I once found Hobbs standing on the side eating boiled bro- was it broccoli, cabbage and carrot out yeah. of a saucepan. I'd just made a full roast and I, we'd eaten the roast and the leftovers were in there and I'd accidentally left the kitchen door open and he was there munching away yeah. on vegetables, he boiled liked, vegetables. He liked peas. Yeah. He liked any food. He liked chilli. Yeah. He once stole the chicken from a chicken korma and it's like, wow, that's that's great. He was notorious for raiding bins and bringing back chicken carcasses and things like that. Yeah. But also, when your cat brings you something that's either dead or half dead, they are trying to feed you as a way of saying, you share food with me, I'll share food with you. And I think this is a big thing. as As a thank you. You cannot scold your cat for catching a mouse. You cannot scold your cat for catching a bird or a frog or anything because, I mean, I love animals and I hate it when Mim kills things, but I understand that is the nature of the cat and you cannot stop them doing it. No, absolutely not. And they're doing it because they think you're a crappy hunter and can't provide for yourself. I can't imagine Mim looks at me and thinks, well, you need fattening up. I'm going to bring you some food. But actually <laughs> thinking about it, she hasn't bought us food in ages. No. So she obviously looks at us and goes, I you guys are fine. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a diet's in order. <laughs> Put down the cake. Yeah. That's why she's always trying to steal the biscuits. She's like, you yeah. don't need these biscuits. You, Give them to you've me. You've had plenty of biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mim. I'll, I'll take you. those ginger nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure we need to give advice to cat owners, but... Well, you know, it's there now anyway. So, do we have anybody to thank? Nobody. No. Me. Thank me. Thank you. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks for that, love. That was interesting. There was definitely some stuff in there I didn't know before. And, yeah, being big cat people, it was um, surprising how much I didn't know, actually. Well, yeah, I was quite surprised by how much I didn't know. And it was randomly because I had spent the week like researching, as I always do, something completely different. And then this morning yeah. went, oh, actually, do you know what? I'm going to do that instead. Do because else, Mim was yeah. sitting on the end of the sofa and she'd done something. And I'm like, oh, yes, your majesty. Ugh, like that. And I was like, oh, actually, yes. Why am I doing this? Why yeah. am I worshipping you like some kind of Egyptian god? Yeah. And, I, and then that was where it, it kind of trailed and, and, and went. So Cool. I'd just like to um, point out for all of those people going, 
oh god i'm not a cat person i'm a dog person that i have already covered werewolves so this was basically the balance from the dog people because they werewolves are literally dog people this is for the cat people out there and actually were there any there must be instances of people being like were cats i'm not sure Fun fact, Torpenhow Hill. Yes. When the Saxons arrived and asked the Welsh the name of that hill, the Welsh said, Pen, which means hill in Welsh. So the Saxons used their word for hill, Tor, and called it Torpen, hill, hill. Then the Norse arrived, and the same process added their word for hill, Haugr. So now it was Torpen Haugr. Hill, hill, hill. Later, the English called it Torpenhow Hill. Hill, 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 hill. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. We've discussed that before. We have, but not on the podcast. Oh, it's all right then. As far as I'm aware. So, where can they find us? So, if you have enjoyed this episode and you would like to contact us with regards to anything you have heard today, you could send us an email. You can at storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook facebook.com slash storiesofstrangeness We are also on Instagram instagram.com slash storiesofstrangeness And if you want to check out any of that information which is all in the show notes anyway you can also find it on our website I think storiesofstrangeness.com if you would like to support the show, we have a Redbubble account where you can find our logo and lots of random images on random items. Yep. And that is... Under Zoe and Mike, or one word. Indeed it is. And lastly, if you would like to support the show in a more monetary fashion, we have a Patreon account. We do. We have two tiers. The yep. first tier is... A pound a month. And for that you get a shout out you do and our absolute gratitude for helping us chug along yep and the second tier is three pounds a month and for three pounds a month you get minisodes outtakes and where applicable time-lapse videos of art that we've done for stuff stuff so if you have uh, any ideas on subjects you would like us to cover as we have done requests in the past and intend to in the future. Yep. Give us a shout. If you've got any stories that you would like to tell us, give us a shout. We do love a good strange story. Yeah. Hence the name. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I think it's time to say good night. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Thank you.